0: If this
1: is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Do you want to do a take two? Or do you oh want my that?
0: goodness.
1: Do you want that to be how the week starts?
0: <laughs> it's a Monday. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been
1: here before, welcome back. Today is Monday, August 7th. And in th- it, to me, this is a day that feels like it should be a day. Remember, you talked about this a few months ago. I don't remember what the date was. But it's just a date that feels like it should be an important date.
0: Oh, like you know I mean? for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: It, I don't how know. I
0: always think that Thanksgiving, no matter what, is on November 24th. For some reason, November 24th every year, I'm like, oh, it's Thanksgiving. I'm like, wait a minute. No, it's not.
1: Yeah. It's just feels for whatever reason, August 7th just feels like an important date. Yeah. Um,
0: I was going to say, I wonder if that's when your school started, but you guys started way later. Up we north. started in
1: September. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, okay, so- by the
0: way, can we just talk about how that makes no sense whatsoever? What? Because Northern schools should be taking advantage of the warmer weather and then get out early for Christmas because it's so cold and frozen tundra up there. Why would you start school late and end late? You know, it seems like.
1: We don't start school late and end late. We start school when we should, and it ends mm, when it should. Okay. We start school at Labor Day, and then we end at the beginning of June. No. And then we have all of June, all of July, and all of August off three months. Or we did. I don't know what their school calendar is now. Uh, today is Monday, August 7th. My name is Jeff Dollar. Today, I am grateful that we live in a community or an association or whatever it's called where there's a neighborhood pool.
0: Yep. Or we a community pool. or to the pool. Jeff took Ellie yesterday. She loves the pool, loves the pool. And my regret of the summer is that we didn't get her swimming lessons because we meant to. And then we ran out of time. And now it's just, I mean, she can do it in the fall, but I feel like we should just wait until the spring until we're going to be back in the pool all summer again. But yeah, I wish we kind of like lagged on that. But we have had a lot going on. Like we were doing IVF. We've been potty training her. We've been, you know, there's been a lot going on. Yeah. So, um, but that's cool that we have access to a pool. I love that.
1: It has a little uh, wading pool that that maybe hits two feet deep, probably a foot and a half. And Ellie just loves it. And the
0: lifeguard gives the kids popsicles.
1: To her, it's a, that pool is a giant bathtub. Mm -hmm. Uh, What I don't understand is why the big pool is so much warmer I mean they have a full they have a giant pool in this neighborhood that it, it it goes down to I think it's 12 feet
0: yeah it's pretty
1: it's got a diving board it's got lanes for swimming for fitness and that pool is very warm the little toddler pool which I would think would be warmer much colder
0: because it's like Two feet. And that's it. Yeah. That's all it has to keep. Any
1: who, I'm grateful for that.
0: My name is Callie Dollar and I am grateful that you like to plan trips. Jeff is our trip planner and we are finally, next week, we are going on vacation. We are going to the beach.
1: Next week, we're taking our Memorial Day, our annual Mo- Memorial Day <laughs> trip to the beach.
0: It did not work out for us this Memorial Day. There was so much up in the air for us and we just, it's the first year in, since we've known each other, probably, that we haven't been somewhere for Memorial Day.
1: Well, we we used to be at the lake. We used to be at the lake, then sold the lake house and I think the first year or two we and we've our new place is Amelia Island. We love it. We've been that we've we've done Amelia Island and we've also done Hilton Head, mm-hmm. but we didn't like Hilton Head as much.
0: Yeah, I don't know what it is. Amelia- we just felt I always love Hilton Head because it has a special place in my heart cuz I used to go there growing up, but I think for where we are in our life right now, we just really love Amelia Island. Yeah. We stay next to the Ritz because, you know, we're not fancy enough to stay at the Ritz, but we stay next to it. And that's kind of like our going out scene, you know, like our cocktail, you know, appetizer. That's like our quote unquote fancy.
1: They have a happy hour where they do small plates and cocktails and stuff. And a, a couple of sushi rolls. And mm-hmm. you can sit outside and, and, and eat it. And we're walking distance from there. And every year, we say, okay, we're only going to go to happy hour our first night and last night. And then the other times, we're going to cook. We're going to find new restaurants. We're going to go to bars. No, we're not. It never happens that way. It
0: never happens because it's so easy to just stroll over there. We don't have to get in the car. We don't have to we can just roll Ellie over there. This year she'll be old enough to like walk over there. And it's just fun and the food's great. Why would we not? You know? Yeah. And
1: and if you do the happy hour menu, it's reasonable.
0: But I will say this year is a little bit different because this year, usually I'm drinking with you. We get a you know, yeah, a little tipsy, have a little fun, and then stroll back home. And we can't do that if we leave, but we can this year because I'm pregnant. So if you want me to be your DD and you want to go somewhere, I, Ellie and I can have mocktails.
1: Oh, if I wanted to go to one of the like downtown bars or whatever yeah. it's called.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I do want to do that this year, but we say that every year. Um, but I, th- this trip, we, we have a couple trips planned for between now and the end of the year. The second one, which we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about leading up to it is a lot more planning Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm really enjoying that, but it's also quickly becoming overwhelming because it's, are you
0: glad that you're doing it? Or do you wish that I was doing it?
1: No, I'm very glad that I'm doing it. You don't trust me. No, (laughs) no, there's too many. Will you
0: trust me when I'm this baby, when we have this baby and I'm able to go on my ADHD meds again, will you trust me to book things?
1: I don't, it's not that I don't. Because I'm a little
0: absent-minded. I mean, for example, last time I went to Amelia Island, I booked our chairs on the beach for the wrong week. I just- I
1: forgot about that.
0: I, yeah. I don't know how I was an assistant for as long as I was unmedicated, but when I am on ADHD meds per normal, my what I consider to be normal Cali dollar, I am fantastic. I don't miss a beat-
1: I like, the reason I like planning trips is because I like the game Tetris. I like making things fit nicely. For example, actually, you know what? We can use Amelia Island as an example. The house that we are renting isn't available until Sunday. So we're going Sunday to Sunday is our trip. As normally, it would be. Saturday to Saturday, but it's not available till Sunday. And we had some rewards points with a hotel. So we are staying in Savannah one night on the way down. So we're going to mm-hmm. leave on Saturday, stay in Savannah. And then, so instead of one long trip to the beach, we have two short trips, right? Mm-hmm. I enjoy assembling that. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I enjoy. You like
0: figuring it out. You like the hotel points part of it.
1: I like figuring out what hotel is for one night. I mean, it has to, we might not even leave the hotel property. Right. So this has got, this is right on the river and it's got a view of the thing. So we could just sit, open the windows. Mm -hmm. It's got a little balcony thing. We could just sit and look at ships going by. Yeah. And it's fine. I like finding that as opposed to. You know, a Hampton Inn in the historic district where you actually have to go leave and go do a ghost tour or something mm-hmm. to have there be something. I just enjoy that. Yeah. And it's all related to Tetris. Yes. So Amelia Island's a bad example. The next trip is, is a better example of saying, okay, we're going to arrive on this date. We're going to do this, and this is the only thing. Then on this date, we're going to do this and this, and we'll explain later, but Yeah.
0: Um, okay. So this weekend we had a big family weekend. We had dinner with my parents on Friday, Saturday, we went to the center for puppetry arts, which if you're not from Atlanta or you've never heard of it, it is a puppet theater that has been around for a really long time. Um, I used to go to field trips there when I was a kid and they were kind enough to offer us tickets this weekend to take Ellie. Now they gave me like the, um, schedule for the year. And the one running right now was Old McDonald, And I, I don't even see, need to see anything else. Right. Unless Sesame Street is coming around, Old McDonald it is. Like we are big on the farm animals in this house.
1: Old McDonald is, that's a song on high rotation <laughs> to use radio speak. Yep. In the dollar house. That, Wheels on the Bus, gets a lot of play. And Bubba Sparks, Miss New Booty. He's not kidding. He's totally All serious. The- <laughs> Ellie's favorite song. Every now and again, Ellie just breaks out with booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right. <laughs> um,
0: so it's we our, went it's our
1: southern bell.
0: So we went there. It's in downtown, downtownish midtown Atlanta. And Jeff had never been there. What did you think?
1: The show was great. It was it's it, it's no pressure because it's that The average age, take the parents out of it. The average age in that room two. Is, two, is, I was going to say four, right? Yeah, not some, even. Yeah, so everybody's two to seven years old. So there's, I I mean, if somebody. There's no
0: pressure if your kid laughs loud or says, oh, that's so funny. Or
1: has to get up and leave to go use the potty or whatever. Nobody cares. It's judgment-free zone. So So that was cool. And then we walked around afterwards because they have a. museum and a couple of exhibits. And uh, the first room we went into, I didn't even pay attention to what it was. I was just so impressed that Ellie wanted to go in there. It was all dark. And then way in the back of the room were these super bright puppets, Mm -hmm. giant ones for, for a street festival type thing. And they had flashing lights in there. It looked kind of It's a little scary, a little intimidating. And Ellie's like, what's this? Let's go in there. And in she went. And that was one part of the museum. Then the other part were all international puppets. So that was cool. A lot of marionettes and Mm -hmm. whatever. Super old school puppetry. Old school stuff, Mm -hmm. yeah. And then the third room was Jim Henson.
0: Which is just a home run for all $3. Jeff got to see Emmett Otter's boat. Yeah. Which he was really excited
1: about. I don't think, I i mean, I definitely didn't tell you this and you didn't notice because you would have said something, but at one point I teared up in there. Did you? Yes, because it was just so, I, and what caused me to to tear up was uh, Sprocket the dog mm-hmm. from Fraggle Rock. hmm I had completely forgotten about Fraggle Rock. But that was must see TV. I mean, when I Jim
0: Henson changed the fabric of most of our lives. Yes. For sure. Um and he has a huge exhibit there and it's it's so cool. We got to see Elmo, Big Bird, um Cookie Monster, were yeah. exciting things for Ellie. Jeff got to see Emmett Otter's Boat. Uh Emmett Otter's
1: From Emmett Otter's Otter's Jug Band Christmas.
0: (laughs) Jess' favorite Christmas movie. Um, And yeah, we saw the Fraggle Rock cast. It was just really neat to see how many things he's touched. I think we forget that Jim Henson was such a huge thing. And two other cool things about- um, So
1: many different variations of Kermit the Frog.
0: yes. And Bert and Ernie were there. That was really neat. Um, They do have on... Ernie, s-
1: Ernie was a little thicker than I expected him to be. a
0: little thicker than I thought, too. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: I think Ernie is kind of like our dog Sadie. <laughs> From some <laughs> angles, you look at Sadie and, and you think, oh, she is svelte and puppy-like. And then you get kind of a protow- profile view and you realize that she's kind of just a bag of potatoes.
0: She is. She's a big sack of potatoes. Um,
1: and I think Ernie was like that because when I saw Ernie face on, he's the guys had a donut, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, so Sundays, I think it's Sundays. You have to look on the website if you're interested in going, but they have sensory friendly days, which I think is really cool for kids that have, you know, Uh low, low or input. Um, which is great. Well, and adults because there were adults with disabilities at ours too. Um, and it was awesome. We had so much fun. Then we went to go on the hunt for a sandwich. I, Callie Dollar, loves a good sandwich. I am like Joey Tribbiani. Okay, I love sandwiches. Here is my beef because I have been doing some research uh, on the best beef with Atlanta- <laughs> the sandwich.
1: This this, by the way, marks the second weekend in a row we went to a top ten sandwich spot.
0: Quote, unquote, top 10.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, the first one we went to last weekend was called the best sandwich ever. And it was fine. But I, the bread was like sesame bread. To me, the bread of a sandwich makes the sandwich, right? right. If you don't have A plus bread, the sandwich just can't rise up.
1: And we discussed with, uh, bread rising. <laughs> I'm just doing great. We, today. we discussed part of the, the issue with that spot was the fact that they named it the best sandwich ever.
0: So the expectations are just too high walking into the restaurant.
1: If it, it was called. The worst sandwich ever. No, if it was just called Sammy's Sandwich House, mm-hmm. that would have been a great sandwich mm-hmm. for Sammy's Sandwich House. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it was called the best sandwich yeah. shop, it just kind of made it. It wasn't.
0: I If I ever open a sandwich shop, it will be called the worst sandwich ever. And then people will be like, oh, wow, this is actually pretty good. No
1: matter what it is. No matter what it is. Now, I do have regrets at that spot because what they're famous for is a a cheesesteak.
0: Okay. So maybe you should have gotten what they're famous for.
1: And I didn't get that because I just wasn't feeling. I didn't know where we were going after it's a heavy, the sandwich are heavy. And if I had the cheesesteak, I would just, I would have wanted an app and I didn't know if we were going to go, you know, walk around or if I didn't know what the plan was. So,
0: so I get on, so I'm doing this research, right. About all these best sandwiches in Atlanta. Um, and it, to me, what they're calling out. We also went to, where do we go on Saturday? What is it called? Zunzi's.
1: Yes, it's South African people magazine a couple years ago said this restaurant their original location in Savannah Georgia has the best sandwich it's the it's called the conquistador it's the best sandwich in the state
0: which is a huge deal it was a very good sandwich but it's not what I'm looking for it was it was great I would order it again I thought it was fantastic the bread really good. Um, but it was almost like a chicken Caesar-like wrap in a hoagie bun. Yeah. That's what it was kind of like. That to me is not what I'm talking about when I say I want a good sandwich. Good sandwich has deli meat. And that's what I'm talking about. And I went through all of these like best of Atlanta sandwiches and none of them have deli meat. It's Philly cheesesteak. That's not a sandwich.
1: It is a sandwich. It's just no, not a not sandwich. To me. It's not a sandwich on your scale, but you can't eat deli meat right now, anyways.
0: You know what? Some of them are heated. It's fine. I'm not supposed to be eating a lot of it, but I, yeah. So I am excited because uh, one other note about that. I got on DoorDash because I'm like, okay, let me see what sandwich places come up. They don't even have. They have Henri's, which is great. It's like a local bakery here, but then they have Jersey Mikes. Like that's not. That doesn't count because that's not like a local sandwich place.
1: Right. It's a franchise. They have
0: Subway. Like that doesn't count. Right. Um, And then they have places that have a sandwich on the menu and that doesn't count. Yeah. So I don't know if we're lacking. I don't know if they're just not properly publicized, but I need to know what the best Atlanta deli sandwich is is that has like the great bread. I think Nucky's is really good, but that's also a franchise.
1: It's a franchise, but I think it may have started in Georgia and it's smaller. Yeah. It only has five locations. One of them happens to be a 15-minute walk from our house. So we have gone there a lot.
0: Yeah. And the bread, top tier. And and,
1: and the sandwiches and the staff, the only beef aha, <laughs> that I have with that restaurant is- They don't cook. They pour Pepsi.
0: Yeah which is like a big WTF because hi, we're in Atlanta, people. We don't drink Pepsi down here. We drink Coke. Um, And so I'm just, I, I need to know where the good sandwiches are living. And if Pub Subs, although very good, if that's the best we're doing down here, we're failing. I am very excited to go to Savannah because my favorite sandwich of my life is in Savannah.
1: What's the name of that restaurant?
0: Back in the Day Bakery.
1: And Ellie's going to love it because they they have a sandwich counter, but they also have, what are they called? Are they pettifours? They have those little colorful. Cakes. Tiny cake things. And Ellie, everything with Ellie right now is all about colors. Yes. If it's pink or if it's purple. Or
0: if it has sprinkles on it.
1: Davi and her husband Blair came over last week and brought macaroons. The a hit. Flavor home, does not matter. Home run.
0: Yeah, different colors. Win. Yeah. Toddler win. So we're gonna go. She's to, gonna go. love those. I looked up last time. The last two times we've been to Amelia or there and back, we missed out because they're only open three days a week. They had like a staff week off or something the last time we were there. So I cannot wait to go have another amazing. Meal there. Hopefully get some fresh bread on a ride at the beach. I am dreaming about this. If it's closed or something, I'm going to freak out. I'm going to freak out.
1: This week marks the start of our fifth year doing the upside. Nuts. And, and by extension, the fifth year of us now, both of us having left corporate America mm-hmm. and venturing out on our own. Yeah, And I have started to compile. My thought is every day this week sharing a couple of lessons that I've learned since leaving, you know, the corporate world. Mm -hmm. And I thought I could do a couple. I could do three a a day for a couple of days, and you could do three a day for a couple of days. All right? Mm -hmm. The ones that I'm going to share today all have to do with... Money and respecting your financial value. Okay. Okay. So, um, the number one thing is you have to come to terms with the fact that your level of expertise is cannot be put on a scale with other people's level of expertise. Mm-hmm. Right. So, what you're really good at cannot be measured against other people who are doing what you're good at because everybody's on a, on a different course. Right. So your market is going to be the people who don't know what you know, Mm -hmm. and you can't, and you have to accept that. And you can't expect to market to the, to the people who are following somebody else who knows more than you are for more than you do. This is a big problem for me because even though I've, I've done radio for so long and in the podcasting world, there's people who've been doing podcasting for 10 or 15 years. And I think why would anybody pay us a ton of money when there's somebody out there who's done it for 15 years? Mm -hmm. Well, our journey is different. You You bring something different to the table. I bring the radio expertise. You just have to understand that, that everybody everybody is an expert compared to someone else and just be comfortable with your level of expertise. And remember that your knowledge, wherever it falls on the scale, has value because the stuff that you know, there are people who don't know it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, number two, understand, create and understand an hourly wage for yourself. So come up. That's kind of a hard one. Come up with a value of what you are worth, and that's what you charge for your time. And it's going to this. This is if you're leaving corporate America, you're going to get your own job, right? You're going to make your own job. You're gonna yeah. You if you're gonna do, I don't know, calligraphy right? Mm -hmm. You set, you look at the other people who are doing calligraphy. You come up with a rate based on your level of expertise and what you're comfortable asking for. And that's your rate. And if somebody comes to you and you decide your rate is a hundred dollars a page, I don't know how calligraphers charge, but it's a hundred dollars a page. And if somebody comes to you and says, I'll pay you 40, you have to stand by, you establish your rate by standing by it.
0: Yeah. And, you know, there will always be people, always, 100% of the time that cannot afford your product or service. There will always be people 100% of the time who can. Right. So it can, It will go both ways. You just have to find your
1: customer. Right.
0: And you have to speak to your customer direct. Okay. I'm not going to go. I'm, I could get carried away here.
1: Well, save it right at down. right? Yeah. Whatever you're saying. Yeah. That's unfair. And then the third thing that I want to say about um, money and setting a rate for yourself is you need to get paid so that you can help others get paid. Okay. So if you are branching out and you're starting your own thing and you're going to create or develop something that's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, there are people who are going to work with and work for you who either don't have the desire or the level of experience yet to do what you've done, to to, to start your own company, right? Mm-hmm. You owe it to them to get paid and command money so that you can employ them so that they can eventually, if it's what they want, reach what you are accomplishing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So money is not a negative, evil thing that you have to collect. And gosh, I wish we didn't have to talk about money or negotiate because I just love doing this calligraphy so much. Money is actually the fuel that's going to allow you to not only grow, but to fertilize the people coming up behind you. Right. So those are my things for today.
0: We are holding on to the last few weeks of summer, even if you started school. It's still hot outside, so that counts as summer. To me, we are going through all of our favorite summer recipes to make sure that we've made everything before we move into fall. And you can do that with your Caraway Cookware. We have some. It is my absolute favorite cookware, and I have been a customer of theirs since long before they were an advertiser. Caraway Cookware is a non-toxic and chemical-free, so you can fill the rest of your summer with your favorite recipes without worry. Caraway makes cookware with the convenience of nonstick without all of the concerns of toxic forever chemicals. So you get the best of both worlds. And that was a number one concern for me because all of our nonstick pans, I could see things scratching off into our food and it really worried me. And the more I did research, the more I found out how many chemicals were in nonstick. But then I found Caraway. Caraway is not only beautiful, but it has this ceramic coating. The food just glides right off the pan and it's so much fun to cook with. It's really easy to clean and we love our Caraway cookware and love that we don't have to worry about all of the chemicals that come in traditional nonstick. Visit Caraway Home slash Upside 10 to get 10% off your next purchase. That's 10% off at com slash Upside 10 or use code Upside 10 at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. Cozy Earth is a personal luxury brand that offers a variety of bedding, loungewear, and bath products to elevate your life. Now, it's not just to any company, and I say that because there are a lot of companies out there that want to take your money that we work so hard for, and then the products arrive and they can be disappointing. Okay, no, 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 no. Not with Cozy Earth. You are going to be impressed from the second you open the package that you order. They take such pride in their products. The packaging is wonderful. The product is high quality. And here's what's really cool. It comes with a 10-year warranty. That is right. I said 10 years. So if your sheets, something happens to them in 10 years, which by the way is like forever, you can get a new set. No questions asked. And that is something that I love about Cozy Earth because they stand behind their products and they know that their products are luxury, but they know that they are going to stand the test of time. They're really proud of them. So they back them up. I love that, and I love the experience of being a Cozy Earth customer. Every step of the way, I know that they care from the time I get the package to their warranty and their return policy. It is a company that I am so proud to support. And once you try your first Cozy Earth product, you are never going to go back. Their products are so unbelievably Cozy. So the word cozy in their name is definitely fitting. You can get a 40% off discount. Yes, 40% off. That's what they gave the upside. Go to CallieAndJeff.com slash cozy, C-O-Z-Y, and check out what all of the Cozy Earth hype is all about. I promise you, once you try it, you will never go back. CallieAndJeff.com slash cozy.
1: Before we get to the um, three random things, I just, I'm going to do this one little Segment here for just one person. And I hope it's you. I hope it's me. It's the <laughs> it's the seven things that you need to do as soon as you win the Mega Millions jackpot. The drawing tonight. Because you're
0: about to be a billionaire.
1: 1.5 billion. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. So here are the seven things you need to do. This is um, a, a guy by the name of Andrew Loknoth. I think I'm saying his right, name right. Um, he's on Instagram. At... Fluent in finance. Here are the seven steps. One, do not sign the ticket. You want to set up a trust and have the trust sign the ticket. Um, It'll protect your assets. It'll help you stay anonymous. Two, do not tell anyone, anyone. Keep it top secret. Hire these six professionals ASAP in this order. Number one a lawyer. Number two, security. Number three, an accountant. Number four, a tax attorney. Number five, a financial advisor. And number six, an estate planner. Uh, The fourth thing that you want to do, make a ton of copies of the ticket. Uh, You want digital and print copies of the ticket, both sides. You want to protect the original somewhere safe, Um, You want to put the copies in different places, including uh, digitally on the cloud, but physical copies stored and even on an external hard drive. Um, If you live in a state that allows you to go go private or stay private like Georgia does, um, you want to delete all your social media. You want to change your current mailing address, which means getting a P.O. box or something like that. And you want to get a new phone number and email address immediately, Uh, set up a trust to protect yourself, especially in the States that allow you to remain anonymous. And finally, always take the lump sum instead of the annuity because the annuity option pays a very low amount of interest and the lump sum, you could just take it and invest it in the most basic funds at the stock market and probably make twice as much. Yeah, off of interest. So those are your things. Whoever they're in, just so you know, if whoever you are, when you, when you go back and listen to this episode, after you've won to take those notes, just remember us being the ones who told you that. I hear your three random things for today. Number one, uh, researchers have found out that during REM sleep, there are actual chemicals in your brain That will paralyze temporarily your arms and legs during the deepest dream cycles so that you don't physically lash out at something in your dream.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: You know? So if there's a bad guy coming at you in your dream, you don't accidentally, you know, punch your spouse in the face. Yeah.
0: Your second random thing for today is that freckles are super popular. They used to be not as popular and people would use makeup to cover them up. Now there's actually a growing demand for freckles. And there is a freckle pen product that they sell as a that I've seen a bunch of TikTokers use. Um, but yeah, it used to be like, quote unquote, an imperfection. Now it is the thing. So if you have freckles, consider yourself very lucky. I think freckles are like long hair versus wavy hair. Like when you have curly hair, you want straight hair. When you have freckles, you don't want freckles. And when you don't have freckles, you want them.
1: You know, I I think freckles are really cute. I think they're so cute. And I think, um, even if they're the ones that just appear, in the summertime, mm-hmm. you know, girls who get summertime. I ju- I've always thought freckles are really, really cute. wonder if cute. those
0: are genetic. I don't know. I don't have any.
1: But it would weird me out if they were drawn on. Yeah. I don't know why. Makeup doesn't weird me out. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: It's kind of like the 90s. Remember when, is it Nikki Taylor that had the mole or Cindy Crawford?
1: People started, that had drawing, the mole, people moles started
0: drawing moles on their face. Yeah.
1: Uh, and your third random thing is when you're at the gas pump after it clicks off, you should not squeeze the level lever a little longer. Lever a little longer. That's a hard sentence to say. Uh, you should not squeeze the lever a little longer because uh, you could end up paying for gasoline you're not getting. Once the nozzle clicks off, some tanks or some pumps, especially the newer ones will just funnel any additional gas you're trying to get into the vapor line, mm-hmm. which is part of the gas pump mm-hmm. to prevent, you know, the, the fumes from going to the atmosphere and right back into the, the uh, storage tanks of the gas station. So you're basically just putting money in the gas station owner's pocket. So don't do that. And those are your three random things. Thanks for listening to the Upside Pastcast. Peace to you.